You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about why business owners should pre-plan their funeral. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Jamie Sarche. Let me tell you all about her. She is the Director of Pre-Planning at Feldman Mortuary here in Denver, Colorado. In her pre-planning role, she helps families alleviate the emotional and financial burden on loved ones, putting them in control of the process. Her calling is helping people be less afraid of death. She's a seasoned speaker who brings deep experience in death care to a broad range of audiences around the country, sharing insights and approaches on how to have those difficult conversations and how to address sensitive issues. She's delivered a TEDx talk on the subject of death and has recently started a small group session called Caskets and Cocktails to get people talking about the topic. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else would you like to add to that introduction? Oh, Nancy, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited, and I am really honored to be part of your show because I know how much you do to help business people in their business life, and I am really excited to share some things that they can do that is very deep and meaningful for their personal life and the life of the people who love them. That is awesome because pre-planning is just like having an exit plan for your business. People need an exit plan for their life. Would you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing is we live in a society that would encourage people to do a business exit plan, but tells people not to think about or talk about death because that's too morbid. And I just completely disagree with that. Yeah, that's so true. Well, let's, let's kick it off to get everyone on the same page. What exactly does pre-planning mean? Do we just make the big decisions like burial versus cremation, what cemetery, or do we get really detailed with choosing caskets and music and flowers and menus and all of that? Well, so that's an interesting thing because a lot of people will think that they already did their pre-planning because with their estate plan, they might have put in place a disposition of last remain. And that's a memo that goes typically along with a will. um, And that would say, I want cremation or I want burial, perhaps it would say which cemetery, but that's pretty much it. So when you meet with somebody like me to do a prearranged funeral or memorial service plan, it is much more in depth and it even allows you to pay for it ahead of time getting today's prices for services that would be long in the future, avoiding 7 to 10% inflation every year. Um, But mostly what it is, is an incredible gift to the people who love you. Because as you know, making decisions on a very difficult day when you're grieving is almost impossible. You can't think. And so having it all laid out makes things so much easier. And yes, it would be choosing the casket, choosing the officiant, maybe choosing the music, maybe even writing a eulogy. We go as in-depth as you want. 
I, in fact, just met with a client last week who literally has the entire program of his funeral laid out. We know where to buy the flowers that he wants. He wants to make sure I bring scissors to the funeral because he's going to do a two-pronged orchid. And he wants one or one prong of the orchid to go in the grave with him and the other prong to go home with his loved one. Wow, that is a lot of decisions for someone to make at one time. Do Does it usually happen in one time or do they come back for a couple of different sessions to get this all wrapped up? Well, somebody who wants to do it as detailed as Michael um, revisits it quite often. But somebody who does a more typical plan will most likely do it in one or two weeks. Got it. And wh- I, you mentioned both a funeral and a memorial. What is the difference between the two of those? Is that just based on someone's religious belief? No, it's actually based on if the body is at the service. So if the if there's a casket and the body is at the service, that's considered a funeral. If the body is not at the service, that's considered a memorial service. And these days, a lot of times people call a memorial service a celebration of life, which is interesting. And I think a lot of the reason that they do that is they want to make it a happy event. They don't want anybody grieving. Um, and so we call it a celebration of life so that we can avoid some of the pain. But I'm not so sure that that's a healthy way to view it. Yes, I could see that because I know a lot of the marketing material for the company you work at talks about making sure there's some sort of closure, right? Allowing people to grieve and also to yeah. move on because that's part of the whole process. Is that true? Absolutely. And I, I would push back just a little bit on the word closure because I don't believe that the grieving ends. I believe that it is an ongoing lifetime effort to incorporate it into our life. So often we want to go back to normal and there really isn't that. We have to create a new normal and the the ceremony around it helps us to start to do that. And it provides a path to walk along in the journey of bereavement. And it really is a journey. I like how you put that. So I'm sure you've you've been doing this for a while, Jamie. What are some of the biggest challenges you see when somebody doesn't use pre-planning? Oh, my God. It's such a nightmare for their family. Um, Often we see people really fighting. One sibling will say that they're sure that the parent wanted one thing while the other sibling is saying, oh, no, of course, I knew he wanted something else. We see difficulty in making decisions. And we see difficulty in paying for things. And it's just a really easy time to get taken advantage of and get pushed into doing things that you might not need. Oftentimes, a funeral home or a funeral director might push you to do more expensive things than you would want. Perhaps they would say, if you really loved your mom, you would get a very expensive casket. And if you want to put letters in the casket, you need this box to go in there. And don't you want to put cherubs on the corners? And, you know, it's just a really easy time for you to be influenced. And so it's much better if it's done ahead. I had an experience actually last weekend that really underlined it for me. We had a flood in our house. So it was a big emergency, different from a death, but an emergency nonetheless, a crisis. We had no idea who to call for help. So I turned to Google as we all do. I looked at some reviews, but again, it was an emergency. My basement was filled with six inches of water. So 
Yeah. So I called the first company. They came. They started pumping out the water. And thank God, ultimately, our sump pump kicked in. But they're saying to us, well, you know, it's either going to be $2,000 to drain the water out or $8,000 to do all the demolition that you're going to need. And so we just didn't have a way of even dealing with it. So we just agreed with whatever they offered. We didn't ask them to walk through with us because we couldn't. We needed the water pumped out of our house. And so it just really underlined to me how much better off I would have been um, if I could have planned ahead. And now, like for the future, I'm going to make sure to get some referrals for mitigation companies for my friends to keep in my phone. And I now have a great plumber in my phone. But, you know, death is the one thing that all of us know is going to happen, but we have no idea when. So why do we force it to be that kind of a crisis? I'm just here thinking we had a flood about a year ago and our washer just started leaking all over the place. And I did the same thing you did, call the first person I can. And I wish I would have done more research because in the heat of the moment, you don't have a lot of choices. Right. So, and so, so you can only imagine if your loved one's body is in the prep room of the funeral home, how do you, how do you say this isn't going to work for me? I don't like how you're treating me. I don't like that you're pushing me to do stuff. Right. And if it's the first funeral you've ever had, it, you probably yeah. don't, haven't been through one. So it's even worse, right? Right. You don't even know what questions to ask. That's right. Because you have no idea what you don't know. So I've heard that this life event can cost anywhere from eight to 10000 maybe more. Do people have to pay for that all at once when they pre-plan? No, they don't have to pay for it all at once. When they pre-plan, they can pay for it over time. The funds get held by a specialty kind of life insurance policy. So depending on how old you are, you really could, it could be a great thing. Like when I did it when I was 42 and paid for it over five years, it cost almost the same as if I would have done it all at once. And if God forbid I died during the time I was making payments, that would have gotten paid for by the life insurance. The balance would have been paid for. So it really can be whatever meets your financial needs. And what if somebody pre-plans here in Colorado and then they decide they want to retire in Florida, what happens then? Well, since the funds are held by an insurance company, they just go with you. And any funeral home can turn in the death certificate and get paid and they can get paid immediately, which is not true with typical life insurance. Typical life insurance can take anywhere from three to six months to pay out. And so the family has to front the money on the day of the death and then hope to get repaid by the life insurance. Although many people as they age drop their life insurance. So they don't even have that and their loved ones would have to come up with the money at the time of the death. I didn't even think about that. That's a really key, really key important point that business owners should consider. Absolutely. So Jamie, tell us about this TED Talk. What were some of the key (laughs) takeaways you presented? Were you nervous? How'd you get picked? I mean, that's incredible. Oh, thanks for asking. So I love, love, love public speaking. I do a lot of it. Recently, I spoke for the National Chaplains Association. In August, I'm going 
out to speak at an insurance company in Madison. I do quite a lot of this and travel the country doing it. And so I got picked for the TED Talk because the theme was all about talking about the things we don't discuss. And so, of course, my topic was very resonant for that theme. And the goal of my talk was to help people to understand that we need to talk about it. And talking about death doesn't make anything happen. It just makes it a little more tenable when it does happen. And, you know, we, we've really turned death into a similar thing to like how we used to talk about sex. You know, when a couple generations ago, we would talk about people's body parts by using euphemisms. You know, we talk about their wee-wee, their pee-pee, or their hoo-ha. <laughs> That's what we would teach children because it made us feel a little more comfortable to use those euphemisms. But it really taught our kids that their body parts are shameful and weird and something they shouldn't discuss. And that's what we do with death now. You know, we don't even talk about somebody dying. We say they passed away or even just passed. Today, I was actually with a social worker who was sharing with me that she worked in the mom and baby unit of a hospital. And she was talking about how painful it was when the, the babies would die and she had to deal with that. But she couldn't even say when the baby died. She would say the demised baby. And Ooh. I thought that was, I know, I thought that was so fascinating. And, and we just really have to learn how to do this. Even people who work in hospice don't use the correct language. We really need to. So that was, was it, really what my TED Talk was about. What, I, and you know so many things, Jamie. Was it hard to compress it all into 18 minutes? It ultimately was about 14. And it wasn't <laughs> because I... I really kept it to being about talking. So I used a lot of examples of the benefits of talking and just shared some anecdotes about how much easier it is if we've talked about it ahead of time. You know, a good TED Talk is really, I think any good talk actually, is a lot of storytelling because that's what draws people. So I shared Absolutely. one of my favorites is about clients of mine, Ernie and Rita, who made their plans years ago. And they were such proponents of prearranged funeral planning that there's actually a testimonial from them on our website. And on the website, Ernie said that he was so thrilled to get all the plans made. The only thing left to, to figure out was the date. <laughs> it was really cute. But not that long ago, Rita, his wife, got very sick and she was in the hospital. They expected her to come home. And in fact, the day before she was supposed to come home, she died. And oh, as no. you would... Yeah, it was awful. And as you would imagine, her family was in complete shock. They came to the funeral home uh, to meet with us and also to see her. And while they were waiting for a few other family members to arrive, I asked them where they'd like it. And their daughter said, you know, I just cannot make any decisions. So really, thank God she didn't have to. Can you imagine on that day, if she couldn't even figure out where she should sit? What if she had to decide on the casket and decide what should go into the newspaper? notice and decide on the flowers and decide on all those things when she couldn't even think. So her parents really gave her a gift by having those plans in place. That's a wonderful story. Is that yeah. kind of your, tell us a little bit about the caskets and cocktails. Is that your your uh, your mission behind that is to get people talking early? Absolutely. It really is similar to a, a thing called the conversation project, which is really just encouraging people to have hard conversations. 
conversations or conversations that our society thinks are hard. So if we can practice doing that, it makes things a lot easier for us. And the more we talk about it, the easier it will be. So the uh, caskets and cocktails is just a fun entry point. I'm actually doing one on Wednesday at a house. Uh, the hosts have invited 10 friends. We'll have a few drinks and we'll just talk. And I don't really have an agenda for the conversation. I just really want to make sure that people take the opportunity to ask their questions because most people, when they meet me, will say, oh my God, I have the weirdest question. It's never a weird question. It's never a question I haven't heard a hundred times before. They just think they're weird for having questions. And if so we never talk about it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if we never talk about it, we don't know the questions. So in preparing right. for this podcast, I came up with questions that were on my mind, but what are some of the other ones I didn't even think to ask you that come up rather frequently, like that person? So often people are wondering about embalming. They think that if they are going to go across state lines, they have to be embalmed. There's no reason for embalming unless there's a reason. And the reason would really only be if you want to have a public viewing or if somebody got in a terrible accident and we are trying to fix things. That's really the only way the funeral or the mortician can fix things. They often ask about cremation because people think that because you don't use up space with cremation, if you don't bury the cremated remains, they think it's a more environmentally friendly thing to do. And it's actually horrible for the environment because burning is not good for the environment. You know how we use to burn leaves and trash and now we compost right there's a whole thing called green burial which is really compost and that is really the best way to take care of a body and it's also the gentlest way i had somebody the other day say to me i have been told that ashes are in the urn and she did she had a hard time believing me when i told her no they're not actually ash they're ground bone so you know we think about it being ash and that's what we've referred to it as but when you cremate, the bones don't burn all the way. And so they get put through a pulverizer. And that's what's in the urn returned to you. Yuck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty brutal process. But you know what's funny? So many people will say to me, you know, I don't want to be in the ground. I hate the idea of worms and bugs, but they don't think about the fire. How many people want to be in the fire? So I don't know. It's just really interesting, but they don't think about it. So they don't really know. So you're giving an open door for anyone who wants to contact you if they have questions. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> well, let's skip to our signature question everybody gets on this show and then you can give out some contact information your business website whatever you LinkedIn so people can reach okay. out so are you ready for okay. the signature question Jamie absolutely I am very passionate about time giving people back their time to do what they enjoy in life so Jamie if you had one more hour in your day 25 hours every day how would you spend that extra hour wow uh, right away I was going to say like doing some political interaction. But, you know, I think the thing that I should spend the extra hour on is maybe meditating, spending a little more time connecting with myself. I spend so much time connecting with other people and helping them make connections. It would be good if I gave that to myself. Self-care, right? Yes. That's, that's a great answer. I like that. Thank and, you. and a lot of people yeah. say that. So that that's really a great answer. It's obviously something we all need. <laughs> yes, we all need. I wish we had, we had 
five-day weekends and two-day work weeks. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes, Just flip, really. Put the calendar around. For you people know, the who interesting like thing for go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. You go. I was going to say the interesting thing for me. I love my job and feel so connected to my job that it really is so much a part of who I am that I don't know if I would like to have only a two-day work week. <laughs> I actually feel the same way about my company. I yeah. love helping people get systemized and organized. So yeah. maybe we'll, maybe four and three. There you go. But, hey, for people who would like to work more closely with you, maybe they're here in Denver and they're thinking they do need to pre-plan or just not in Denver and they have questions, how can they connect with you? So they can connect with me by email. My email is J-A-M-I-E at FeldmanMortuary.com. I also have two LinkedIn pages. One is, of course, my profile. And I also have one called Talking Before the Morning. Both are great ways to connect with me. And my phone number is 303-322-7764. Awesome. And is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't even think to ask you on this whole topic? I don't think so. But what I just want to remind people is that talking about something like this doesn't make it happen. It just makes it a lot better when it does happen and it's going to happen for each of us. So please do have these conversations. I would add on to that. So I am my uncle's executor. He's still living. He's awesome. He's over 80. He has already pre-planned his entire funeral, even walked me through what suit he wants, where everything is, who I need to contact. He's left me a list of family members. I mean, it's amazing and I am so grateful because I know so many people that have become, you know, they're responsible when somebody dies and they have no direction. So I am yes. grateful for him. I'm sure you gift. see that a lot. Yes. That is such a lovely gift he gave for you. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Jamie, yeah. thanks so much for being on the show. Lots of cool stuff. I learned a few new things I didn't know about. So thanks I appreciate for having that. Me. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, I just rolled out a program for business owners looking to systemize their companies in 30 days or less. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this program could be for you. We work side by side. We actually get your system created so you leave with the work. You can find out more at nancygains.com or send me an email nancy at nancygains.com and if you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps people find us and until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to the Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.